afternoon, Raleigh, North Carolina. This is Packers Live Sports Show with Benjamin Denton and Michael Hopkins. And we're coming at you live from the WKNC studios on the beautiful, awesome, amazing, fantastic campus of North Carolina State University on 88.1 WKNC HD1 FM, Raleigh. I'm Benjamin Denton. And I'm Michael Hopkins. And we are absolutely stoked, thrilled, ecstatic to be coming at you live one of the premier college radio stations in the nation, keeping you up to date with the latest and the greatest with all the NC State sports. Michael, I'm going to be honest with you. Uh Uh-huh. That was a flawless intro by me. That was, sir. Great job. Do you see that timing there with the Raleigh right in there with the break? Going in there with a uh, a hard, just grisly Raleigh. Well, you do it a little bit better, so you're showing me up here, Michael. It's my thing. <laughs> but we'll see. How, how's it going, Michael? How is your uh, Thursday afternoon on the last week of January going? Uh, I'm glad it's over. <laughs> I'm glad it's, it's over. It's not over yet. Well, your Thursday afternoon classes are over. I oh, got true. I, I got work still after this, but uh, I'm officiating football or not football basketball games, so I'll be happy about that. What if you just did officiated the basketball with but with football rules or flag football rules? That'd be interesting. Have you tried it? It seems a little chaotic. I would you I, get would you get fired if you did that for one whole game? Like what? <laughs> I, someone would notice. Even even the new hires would notice. They'd be like, hey. This ain't right. Something something ain't right here, especially because... No pockets with your shorts. (laughs) No pockets with your shorts. Yeah, that's not allowed in flag football. I had to... uh, They made me walk from Miller Fields to the gym because I had some shorts with some very, very... I thought pockets I could get away with because they were very, very small and very, very slight. I don't own shorts that don't have pockets. Why would I? I have, like, one pair, like, that's it, and I don't know how okay. I got them. And so they made me walk all the way, run all the way to the gym, and they were waiting for me to start the game, because it was, I think it was four on four. And then when I got back, I couldn't find my football, and it turns out my football had gotten stolen in the time I was at the gym. Oh, but, you gotta be kidding me, dude. Yeah, my dad gave me that football. Anyway, what is your call when, when you notice someone has some low-key pockets in their shorts? Do you make them go back, or are you, like... Uh, yeah, it's called illegal equipment and you make them go get a change. But like, what if you just didn't notice it? If you didn't notice it, you asked him to leave the game because like in, in basketball, this isn't a big deal because you're, you're going for the ball. You're not going for the flags that are near the pocket. So you don't have to worry I mean, about I know why it's caught. a rule, but you're telling me, Michael, you would like, even if it was low key, you would just make them run and get new shorts. I got to do my job, dude. All right, Boy Scout. (laughs) I mean, you're not wrong. You're not incorrect, but uh, you would have made my life more difficult. (laughs) What's on the docket for today's show, by the way? So what we got on the docket for today is we're going to be mentioning different things. We're going to talk about our Super Bowl predictions. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's coming up this Sunday. That should be a very, very good game. I'm very excited for it. Same here. Uh, We may talk about Super Bowl ads a little bit later, talk about Milwaukee Bucks. Possibly on the road to a 73-9 and season. Uh, we'll talk about Kobe Bryant. Please rest in peace, brother. We're, hate, hate the fact that that happened. That's a big tragedy that happened mm-hmm. this week. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about men's basketball and uh, and uh, what they've been doing so far this week. Not great. Uh, women's basketball and how they're doing. Uh, then we'll be talking about uh, track and field. 
they're doing really well, especially over at the uh, Hokie Invitational. Uh, men's and women's tennis. Uh, we'll move on to swimming and diving, doing some gymnastics, and we'll start it off right now with NC State Wrestling. Speaking of wrestling, we hosted uh, Virginia in Reynolds Coliseum, Valvano Arena. We uh, won 28-9, winning 8 of 10 bouts. Uh, we're just going to let you guys know who won and how much they weigh. So the winners for Wolfpack, 133 pounds, ranked 26 in his class, Jarrett Trombley. He picked up a win as well as at 141 pounds, Tarek Wilson, 12th ranked. He picked up a win. And 149 pounds, unranked A.J. Lighton, he picked up a win as well. Hayden Hidley at number two, ranked in the nation, won at 157 pounds. Uh, number 12, Thomas Bullard won at 165. Number 14, Daniel Bullard won at 174. Number three, Trent Hidley also won at 184. Uh, 32, uh, Trent, Deontay Wilson won at 285. We are now ranked number four in the country in wrestling. So like we talked about last week, we're pretty dang good. Up next for NC State Wrestling, we're going to go at number 10 ranked Pitt Panthers, and that is going to be Saturday night. Top 10 matchup. It's going to be really good. The ACC is really good in wrestling as well as like a bunch of other sports. We're in the ACC country. Anyway, moving on. Gymnastics. We hosted our interconference rivals, the Towson Tigers, and we beat them for our first win of the season. Hundred, well, not first win. I guess it's first win of a dual meet. Um, one hundred and ninety-five point six fifty to one hundred ninety-three point nine seventy-five, and that we set a season high scores in all four events. Freshman Emily Shepard recorded nine point eight five zero for first place. Fellow freshman Chloe Negarete. Scored 9.800 to finish in second place, which was this personal best of hers. Junior Lauren Kent rounded out the podium for the Wolfpack with a career high of 9.775. And as a team, NC State turned in a 48.85, or excuse me, 48.875 rather in the bars. Yeah, those decimals do matter. That was yes on the vault there. Next up is the bars. We had five. We had the top five scores of the event in route to a 49.050. Drew Grantham tied her career high with a 9.825. Shepard had a 9.825 as well as a freshman, and they tied for first place in the event. Sophomore Meredith Robinson and junior Katie Cox and Lauren Kent all scored 9.800 to tie for third place on the bars. In the beam, the team charted at 48.775. Grantham led the way for the Wolfpack with a 9.825. Four of the top five places were captured by NC State, by the way. Uh, Nigarite uh, earned a top three finish, coming in second place with a career-best 9.775. And on the floor for the ladies, we had a uh, team score of 48.950. Grantham had the best performance with a 9.875 for a first-place finish. Uh, Negrete finished with her second-place uh, finish, and she had the highest score in her career at the event with a 9.850. And then junior uh, Casey Nelson recorded a 9.7. 50 in the event for a career high. In the all-around, Grantham and Kent earned the top two finishes all-around with the scores of 39.250 and 39.050, respectively, for NC State Gymnastics. Moving on to the next thing, swimming and diving. We had a dual meet at Virginia. Uh, the men won their sixth consecutive dual meet, 169 to 131. Unfortunately, the women were, they did fall to Virginia. 
Uh, some highlights, Niles Korstanya and uh, Coleman Stewart led NC State in scoring for the men. And on the women's side, Katie Alons posted the most points for the women. Korstanya, Stewart, and Alons and teams uh, teammates Ross, and Dent, e- Ross Dent each recorded multiple individual titles on the day. Coleman Stewart won the 100-yard backstroke with a time of 45.64. Emma Muzzy won the 200-yard individual medley with a time of 158.43. And Kylie Alons won the 100-yard butterfly with a time of 52.49, which are all the reasons those are notable is they were pool records. So now um, Virginia has to have our swimmers and their names and times up there at their pool because we swam faster than any Virginia player, uh, swimmer <laughs> has ever swam in their pool. Oh, yeah. So the men, Stewart swept, swept the backstroke with his pool record time of 45.64 in the 100-yard backstroke and with a time of 143.31 in the 200-yard backstroke. The men swept the 500-yard freestyle and posted the top four times. Uh, Dent with a 423.60, Eric Knowles with a, four, with a 424.19, Curtis Whitsley with a 427.28, and Danny Erlenmeyer with a 428.06. The men also swept the 200-yard medley relay as well as the 400-yard freestyle. For the ladies, in the 100-yard backstroke, Catherine Burkhoff had a time of 52.37. Emma Muzzy had a time of 53.26. Those are both NCAA B cuts on their way to a uh, 1-2 finish. For the second consecutive weekend, Burkhoff uh, swept the backstroke events, and she had a time of 153.43 in the 200-yard backstroke. Alons finished first in the 100-yard freestyle with a time of 48.80 in the 100-yard butterfly of 52.49, which was the pool record we talked about earlier. On the dive side of swimming and diving, James Brady had the men's three-meter title with a season best 369.15, while teammate Bain Bennett had, uh, he finished third on the podium for the one-meter with a season best of 304.80. For the ladies, Madeline Klein posted a season best 299.55 on the three-meter and took home second place in both the one-meter and three-meter competition. I have absolutely no clue on how diving is scored, so... (laughs) You guys are just if you if, if there are diving fans out there, you guys know what those numbers mean. I don't. I'm just the carrier of the information. Name, uh, naming the winners and making them known. Exactly. That's what the show is all about. If we have athletes that listen to the show, they get their name on the show because they put in a lot of work, and so it's it's kind of cool. Oh yeah. I mean, everyone listening on the radio knows how awesome radio is. So like, we're preaching to the choir here. Oh yeah, and additionally, I mean, when the athletes are doing great, I mean, it's kind of like an extra thing whenever you get your name heard by tons of people listening in too. So it's like, hey, I put in the work, I did a great job, yay me! We <laughs> recognize you here at Packers Life Sports yes, Show. Yes, yes, and we're proud of you. Anyway, up next for swimming, we're taking on Virginia Tech that Saturday, February eleventh. For women's tennis, uh, the NC State Wolfpack won against Rice four to two, along with winning against the number twenty-one Florida Gators four to zero. Uh, upcoming events will be at number will be with number seven Texas in Raleigh tomorrow at ten a.m. and then we go against the number nineteen Kansas Jayhawks in Raleigh on February second at eleven a.m. Have you ever been to the tennis facility on campus? I've been by it a couple times, but I have never actually been to it. I haven't either, but I have driven by it. It's right across from uh, the baseball field, like literally across the street. So if you're an NC State baseball fan, um, which there are quite a lot because we're really good at baseball. Oh, yeah. Go up there on a Saturday morning for some tennis games. Oh, yeah. Moving on to men's tennis, we won against Utah State 4 to nothing. won against the Virginia Cavaliers 4-1. to And the upcoming events, 
They've got a bit of a road trip on their hands going way up north. Uh, February 1st, they go at Penn against the Quakers at 12.30 p.m. on February 1st. And then February 2nd, the next day, they go at Princeton at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Now, let me ask you this, Michael. If you go to Penn and you beat the Quakers a win, you get the W. Mm Mm-hmm. Are you sowing your wild oats? <laughs> You're saying as their name is the Quakers. Yes. yes. Can I just ask you? And I'm not. And I'm not knocking Penn. Okay, because they're a big academic school. I I, I recognize oh, that. Ivy okay, Ivy, Ivy League. League. They're big time. Them and Princeton both. But a mascot is supposed to either be intimidating or, at the very least, supposed to be symbolic. Now I get Quakers are symbolic, but they are in like. They're not intimidating if you look at what a Quaker actually is. I get the symbolic. Aren't they like but... extreme pacifists? Isn't that what Quaker? I know that's a stereotype because I've seen in TV shows. So yeah. I, I feel really bad if that's not what Quakers are. And I'm just being a victim of the machine by just believing what I see on television. Yeah. I, I learned in a history class of what they do. And that is they're supposed to be providing peace and everything like that, which I get that. But when you're the sports mascot, you're supposed to instill fear. Like the wolf pack. Exactly. The strength of the wolf is a pack, and the strength of the pack is the wolf. All right, pandering. <laughs> anyway, yeah, they're they're not intimidating. Not Although, at all. yeah, if we went into mascots, there are first of all a lot of questionable mascots. <laughs> but then, like, <laughs> no kidding. Also, what is a Tar Heel, guys? Is it a goat? Is it a bop? It's the the tar on the bottom of your heel because you're walking on a, a hot road. That that makes no sense, guys. It makes no <laughs> sense. How is that intimidating? You're scared of walking places. Is that what it is? Is that what you're scared of? I mean, the Tar River. I guess they're just saying, hey, you probably don't want to go walking in the Tar River. Maybe it's true. I grew up next near the Tar River. I've only been over there like once or twice. It goes through Lewisburg. It's kind of cool. I haven't been out that. I haven't been into Eastern North Carolina too much. Really. Like, I've been to the Outer Banks. You're really missing out. We have a lot of tobacco. I've been to the Outer Banks, like, twice, and I've been to Wilmington a couple times. See, that's that's a not sarcastic. You are missing out. The beach in North Carolina is really cool. Controversial opinion here. Oh, gosh. I love the beach here in North Carolina. It's great. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Hold up. Hold up. We're getting off track here, but it's fine. Yeah, that's fine. You grew up in the mountains or near the mountains. In the heart of it. I grew up in about as far west North Carolina as you can be. Okay, so you're, you're in the mountains. Oh, yeah. So beach or mountains? Oh, man. Keep in mind, <laughs> you have family listening. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I've grew, I've lived in the mountains for 22 years. I'm going to go ahead and say the beach just because really? I would love. I, dude, I love the beach. The wintertime, it's not that great, but I'll be honest with you. But overall? Part, overall, because I, the summer outweighs it over in the mountains. And the reason why I say this is because that part of the mountains, I didn't grow up in the higher elevations. If it was higher elevations, I'd say mountains all day oh, because really? of the snow. If it's higher elevations, mountains. If it's if it's not, I'm going to the beach because whenever it's not in higher elevations, you don't get that much snow during the year. You just don't. So you're just it's not that pretty. Well, okay, but like you it's, live near the area. So would you let rather near the mountains or near the beach? Honestly, if I had my choice, I'd live in between. That way I could go to either one whenever I wanted to. Hashtag North Carolina. Exactly. That's what it's Hashtag all about. Raleigh. See, another <laughs> thing is when people ask this question, they don't talk about the, the most important question is time of year. Because who wants to go to the beach in December? A lot of people do, surprisingly. But, like, you see, you see what I'm saying? For me, the answer to that question just depends on the time of year. Yeah. I'd, ra- I'd rather go to the beach in the summer, and I'd rather go to the mountains in the winter. Amen. Although I'm not a huge snow guy. 
I like it. I like I like it when it's I like the winter if it snows, but if it's not snowing, I want it to be over with as quickly as possible. See, I'm just oh, I'm just over winter always. But when I do get snow, I like it for three days, and then it's time for it to go. <laughs> That's it. More than three days of snow, if especially if it's not actually snowing more, if it's just snow on the ground, I hate it. I I really do. After three days, I'm like, all right, I'm ready yeah. for you to go. So anyway, track and field. We had the Hokie Invitational day one of the Hokie Invitational. Michael. So Philip Hall set a new school record in the thousand in the thousand yard or thousand meter run, excuse me, with a two twenty five point oh eight, beating the previous, which was a two twenty five point eight three, set by Brennan Rogers all the way back in nineteen ninety eight. But he finished fourth overall, still setting a school record. Philip Hall, congratulations. That's a great accomplishment See, for you, sir. That's actually almost twenty two years old, just like me. And me. That's true. Well, my birthday is tomorrow. When's your birthday? June 6th. So I'm older than you. You are born in 97, right? No, 98. 98? January. I was born in 97. Wait. Are you, so you're, 20, you're turning 23? Yep. Oh. <laughs> you old head. All right, never mind. That's fine. <laughs> so not the first th- time I've been called <laughs> that. <laughs> there's three other titles that were claimed. Michelle Cobb uh, won the triple jump, as well as Jamar Davis won the triple jump for the men. And then Savannah Shaw on the won the mile. Oh my goodness. With a time of 442.12. What Ooh. the heck? What are you eating, Savannah Whoa. Shaw? Blazing fast. I don't even know like I I'm assuming that's he won the event, so that's fast, but like to run a mile that fast, it's crazy. I the fastest mile I've ever ran was six minutes, and I gave it every, like I nearly got tunnel vision when I was done. That's how much I was giving it. <laughs> <laughs> so I, that is booking it okay 442 is blazing but anyway for sure anyway for the women's we had the 60 meter hurdles the prelims uh the top finisher there was makaja covington um she had a time of what is it? 8.72 no that's that's not right i might be thinking of, i'm looking at the wrong event must be oh well all right so Women's triple jump, looking at, here we go, Michelle Cobb got 43, 5.75 with, with first place overall. Uh, men's triple jump, Jamar Davis with 51 feet and 5 inches, finished first place as well. Men's uh, weight throw, Tyson Fortenberry with 61 feet, 11.3 or 11.75 inches. Uh, women's mile, Savannah Shaw with that 442.12, finished first overall. Uh Women's 60-inch prelims, uh, Makaja Covington. Am I pronouncing that right? Who knows? We're just going to be in this together, Michael. If I'm butchering it, I'm sorry. Uh, Makaja Covington with an 8.74. Men's 60-inch prelims, Joshua Brockman at 8.21. Men's 60-inch finals, Joshua Brockman with 8.10. Women's 60 in prelims, Nia Judkins with 7.72. Men's 60 M prelims, Henry Young with a 6.94. Men's 1,000 meter run with Philip Hall with that 225.08. Men's or women's 600 meter with uh, Makaja Covington with a 137.85. Women's weight throw, Caleb Beasley with a 55, with a 55 foot, two and one quarter inch. Men's 3,000 meter, Peyton Barish with an 850.64. Men's 300 meter with Will Hoffman with a 35.44. And women's 300 meter with Megan Ig- 
Ignabalador. <laughs> Uh, 44.17. That doesn't actually sound like that was that far off, so we're just going to have to roll with it. Anyway, up next for uh, track and field is they head to Lubbock, Texas for the TTU Invitational. So if you guys were listening last week, we uh, teased a great song. Great song selected by uh, your boy Michael Hopkins over here. Yeah, buddy. So uh, for those that weren't listening, and we never played it. We never got to play it, unfortunately. We but. didn't have time. We had so much to talk about. So we're going to play it for you guys now. So you have anything to say about the song, All the Downtown Town by Eleventy Seven? Uh, great song recommended to me by a great friend of mine. Uh, me and her are both just music freaks. We both love music. So uh, this was recommended to me by her and never heard of Eleventy Seven before. But as soon as I heard the song, I just started listening to more and more. And great artist, great songwriter, and... That's, I'm just going to leave it at that and let the audience decide for themselves. Welcome back to Pack is Life on 88.1 WKNC. I'm Michael Hopkins along with Benjamin Denton bringing you the latest and the greatest from NC State sports and athletics and everything in between. We're going to start this segment off with women's basketball and what's been going on in the past week. We got a victory at the Pittsburgh Panthers 88-44. to Mm-mm-mm. Ja'Kai Brown-Turner led the team with 13.6 rebounds and three assists. And get this, Ben. Get this. Because this was a staggering statistic. The Pack outscored the Panthers 30-4 to in the third quarter. 30-4. to Think about that. Could have been 30 to nothing, Michael. They nearly shut them out. For 10 how minutes. Do you, how do you do that? They're really good. They're I'll, great. I'll go, ahead and, I'll go ahead and say it, Michael. You know what? I'm I'm on the record saying I think we're good at basketball for the women. I uh, totally agree with you. I love what the ladies are doing over there. I love what Coach Wes Moore is doing over there. They're doing a great job we over what? there. After as we sorry to spoil what we have next with the win over Carolina, but uh, are we like twenty and one right now or something like that? I believe so. That's the same. Last year we got to twenty and zero, and then we lost at home to Carolina. And it took away our undefeated season. I we had a couple upset. of injuries. Car- Carolina, why do they have to spoil the party? Yeah, they spoiled our undefeated season this year, too. <sighs> they always got to be... Well, we got revenge on them the other day. We beat them 76-68. to Elisa Cunane led the team with 22 points, 17 rebounds, and three blocks. Almost had a triple-double. You want to talk about like ESPN headlines being getting a double double alone, but getting a triple double. You want to talk about being in like? Are you talking about with assists, or you're saying she needs three more? Seven. She more needed blocks. seven more blocks. She gets seven more blocks than that is a lot of blocks to get though. But I mean, I don't, I don't doubt it. Again, it we've talked done. about her on the show before. She's just a dominating force. Oh yes. inside for the ladies, which is like we build our offense around her. Ace Koenig is, I think, potential All American at a point guard, but our offense is built around Kinane in the center. You can't stop her, man. You can't stop her. Upcoming events will be tonight at Clemson in Clemson, South Carolina, Little John Coliseum at 7 the o'clock. The women play in Little John, too? Yeah, they're going to be playing in Little John over there, if I'm not mistaken. Wow, okay. Yeah. So February 2nd, we also go on the road against Duke at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. That's and Sunday, yeah. Yeah, that'll be on Sunday. February 6th, we go at Virginia Tech at 7 o'clock in the evening. Not a very... Distant road trip, but still three road games in a row. That that's gonna wear on you after a bit. I yeah, imagine. I think I think we'll be fine though. I don't think. Uh, oh yeah, I haven't heard anything great about any of those teams as far as the women's basketball scene. So we're probably just gonna pick up three W's, man. I like Jameis Winston I on the W. <laughs> just eating it. That's great. So 
now transitioning to men's basketball. Unfortunately, we lost to Georgia Tech in Penn or in uh we lost to Georgia Tech 64 to 58. Uh I don't know why the whenever I first heard about it cuz I was in Johnson City when this happened. Uh-huh. When, when this fir- happened, like, this when, like when this happened, I wasn't event. able I wasn't able to watch it. But I was in a group chat with my uh coworkers who are all like officials and they were talking about the end of the game and whatnot, and I'm like, listen, I'm not about to blame the game on the refs. I don't care how bad it Are is. Are you even an NC State fan then? I am an NC State, but here I'm then an you NC gotta State blame fan. the refs. <sighs> listen, I you've what you've been like secluded up in the mountains. So let me let me learn you on how we do here in Raleigh. Do we blame tell. the refs. That is what we do. That is it. <laughs> I've seen. I mean it's And the other thing we Virginia. used to do that we don't do now is we used to blame the coach. <laughs> That's like classic NC State. Oh, gosh. And it takes us a while. The thing is about NC State fans, we love our coaches until we don't. Then we hate our coaches. Because, <laughs> like, Sidney Lowe, fan favorite, won a national championship. By the end, everyone hated him. Mark Godfrey, ah, loved him, loved him. By the end, everyone hated him. Right now, we're still in the stage where we love Kevin Keats. I love Kevin Keats. Hey, I still think he's a winner. I still, ah, uh, I still I think do, he is. I do think he is, but, oh. Uh, he doesn't want anything. Uh, dude, just give him a little bit of time. We got to be patient. But th- yeah, so n- there you're sounding like an NC State fan. But we, then when you're talking about, I don't want to blame the refs, get out of here with that UNC stuff. Get out of here with that other school energy, dude. Like, Don't accuse we, me of being a Tar Heel fan. Are you kidding me? Well, get Tar Heel fans here. are pretty terrible, but like, they don't ever have to blame the refs. It's like Patriots fans. Nobody <laughs> likes... You know what? Packers and Patriots fans... No. Yes, Packers and Patriots fans love the refs because... They always get Aaron Rodgers' boys with everybody Pretty that much. wears black and white. And you had the Des Bryant catch thing. That went the Packers' favor. <laughs> so when, you, when you're a UNC person, you don't blame the refs because you're always winning. So I, now, I, NC State I, fan, blame the refs. I will get into that. I'm going to plead the fifth on this one, y'all. Uh, so, unfortunately, we lost to Carolina 75-65. to 65. That was awful that i was at that game i i was watch i could i didn't get a ticket so i watched it from my apartment well, and you're lucky i watched it from my apartment and i gotta tell you the end of the game man it got tough to watch at the end it just did i and that's stood not a, in the rain for an hour and a half to get in at a phase one ticket and i was like i want to get in towards the floor that's what i did with the virginia game last year when it went to overtime but that was a good game oh that was a great I, dude i've never been in a place so loud in my life outside of I think the only one that could possibly compete is whenever I went to a Georgia Alabama game whenever Nick Saban first got hired at Alabama a hundred thousand people in that stadium screaming and yelling PNC beat that that is how freaking loud it got in there dude yeah, PNC I will say again NC State fans we love and then we hate our coaches we always always blame the refs but we're very passionate, and we I, I think PNC doesn't get enough love nationally for how loud it gets in there. Oh, no, it doesn't. Especially if you consider how like trash we've been over the years, or at least not good. We still will get that place full for big games, especially the Carolina game, and it's 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 just it's sad because this is a bad year for them. That's a bad team. Hey, let's not get down on our on our boys too much because we have an opportunity for redemption coming I- up. On February 1st against the number six ranked Louisville Cardinals. They come to town 2 p.m. in PNC Arena. Be there, pack the house, and get this joint ready for some redemption. That's the way I see it. Let's go pack.
I love the excitement. I really do. Absolutely. I, I hate that I'm turning into the pessimistic villain, but I'm not going to be able to go to the game. It's my So it's my birthday tomorrow. If I didn't already mention that, thank you guys for the happy birthday wishes. My phone is blowing up over here on the Twitter mentions at pack his life NCSU. But uh, it's my dad's birthday on Saturday. Ah. So I'm going home. I'm partying Friday night. Cool. And then I'm going home Saturday for my dad's birthday. And then I think I'm going to watch the Super Bowl. We'll talk about Super Bowl plans later, but I think I'm going to watch the Super Bowl at home for the first time in college just because I used to watch football with like my family all the time. We'd watch the Panthers every week. And I think I think maybe my dad misses watching football with me. So I was like, yeah, uh, I could go to some party where no one cares if I'm there or I could go watch it at home where my family will be really excited that I'll be there. You know, you just mentioned something because it got me thinking. You haven't watched a Super Bowl at home. Come to think of it because... Since college, yeah. This has got me thinking now. I haven't watched the Super Bowl at my residency, wherever I'm living, whether it be at my parents' house or at my apartment. Uh Regardless, I don't think I've watched a Super Bowl at home. I think since the undefeated Patriots fell to... The, the Giants back in oh. Super Bowl 42. Well, I'm look at serious. you, Mr. Always has an invite to a Super Bowl party. Well, it's not even that. It's <laughs> my parents got rid of TV back during the real estate crisis because it was just another bill to pay. And honestly, do you know broadcast television is free, right? We had we had where I live, dude, you got to have either dish or cable. You don't get a signal for broadcast TV. It's very difficult, dude. It's not even more. Okay. It. It's not worth it. I'm not it. hating on your parents' decision. I'm I'm giving them the benefit of the oh, doubt. Oh, dude, I, I honestly, after after having, I really began to appreciate it after, because after about three or four months, you don't miss it. It's actually not bad. But anyway, we would go oh, to you're either. You're preaching my, to the choir. My mom, hey. my mom does not like TV. We did not watch <laughs> that much TV growing up. I'm not helping your case, am I? No. <laughs> but, no. but anyway, we would go to my grandparents' place or like, or so, mostly, mostly we go to my grandparents' place and we just watch it over there because, dude. But see, that's the meta because you don't have to do a cleanup. And grandma's house always stacked with food. Let me tell you, <laughs> like that's just grandma code. Lots of food and lots of sweet food. Oh my god! At the very least, you know it's what? really good. Yes, exactly. But it's it's you don't have to. It's like when you go, like it's like those calories they don't really count. It's hey, at grandma's house. And here and here's the deal too. Even if you don't have a Super Bowl party, just being there with your family, watching the big game, and spending time with them, that's what matters. But oh, Such a good message, but such a bad choice of words. That's the big game. It's like my least favorite sentence of all time. I hate it, hate it, hate it, hate it. What game are you talking about? Be specific. The yeah, Super Bowl. Exactly. No, I'm not hating on you in general. I just hate every single... <laughs> hey, uh... Did you see the big game? Like, <laughs> what game? I watch a lot of games, or I don't watch games... It literally accomplishes nothing to though you see you see the big game. I always hear Dick Vitale say like, We got the big game coming up. It's gonna be awesome, baby. You know, you, you always hear him I talking about the big game. Veggies. I hate the word veggies. <laughs> the big game. So if you said let's have some veggies at the big game, I might punch you in the face. <laughs> and I'm not Noted. even kidding. Noted, Veg. So you're just hate, you're hating on me today, man. I am hating a lot. No, but I'm not hating on Michael. <laughs> Is it because I was coming along strong with the Falcons and the Penguins last week? Yes, and the fact that you I have to learn you how to be an NC State fan. Blame the refs. Blame the refs. It is not You it, have to learn. This not isn't teach tough me. stuff, Michael. You just have to you just have to know. You're, you should be grateful the fact that I'm telling you this. Everyone else would just like socially ostracize you rather than say, All right, Michael, you can't say I don't want to blame the refs. It's just not something you say. It's Blame the refs. I don't want to be like a Saints fan, though. (laughs) 
Okay, first of all, you can't compare <laughs> us to Saints fans because Saints fans are objectively terrible people. Like that's just how that works. That's not <laughs> Anyway. Oh yeah. my god. All right, we're going to take a second song break here. Yes. Oh, oh my gosh. Yes. This is a special song break cuz this is somebody I know. So this is a um I guess a newer acquaintance slash friend, Lave. She has, um, I found out she had music and I was like, I can play one of your songs on the show. So I'm going to play one of her songs on the show. Let's do it, man. This song is called Swinging. So, I mean, this is SoundCloud. So, you know, a lot of very talented people don't always have the, like the best resources to make like spot. Not everyone can get on Spotify. You, you know, got, you got to start somewhere. dude. So you got to listen to the song. And if it's not like, like super amazing like recording quality you know that doesn't matter because you always got to think especially when you're like either producing music or something like that you always got to listen for that for that quality in the in the music you may not you may not hear you may not hear it but the magic is there exactly oh that's so good that's so good i should have let you just say that but anyway this is swinging by lave she's on uh soundcloud she goes here she's a local student supporting local students so here you go Welcome back to Pack is Life on 88.1 WKNC. I'm Michael Hopkins along with Benjamin Denton, and we are giving you the latest and the greatest with NC State sports and other headlines around the world in the sports world and more. As well as music that was swinging by Lave. So good job, Lave. I like the song. That was a good song. That was great, dude. I like that. Anyway, so this is a part of the show. The thing is, I've got to where I really like playing music for people so like before at the beginning of the show when i when we were um when i was trying to figure out how to do a show on here and they're like oh there's no ads i was like oh the show i did in high school we had ad breaks which was nice because you could talk and then you take a break and then talk off air which were the more fun discussions and then <laughs> yeah. um but with this talking for an hour straight it's like oh how are we gonna break it up oh we'll just take a song break but now I pick out the songs during the week, and I'm, I get excited. I'm like, oh, I'm, I'll play this on the radio. It's, it's a song I like, and it's cool because you get to jam out in between, oh, like yeah. getting to talk. And the thing is, it's always I like this station because it's always something new. And the oh, thing yeah. is, it's it's also a lot of times it's an artist you've never heard of, but the thing is, the music is really, really good. And then you're like, I want to listen to them more, and you want to find out who it is. You Look know? them up on Spotify and all exactly, that kind of stuff, exactly, dude. So uh, that's why I'm torn because. I have like three songs that like I would want to play, so we can talk for a little bit. But because since that was a short song, right? So we might play another one. We'll see. We'll anyway, see. let's see how things go. First thing in the order, um, I know everybody's talking about it. It was it's the biggest uh, story in the world for a reason. But Kobe Bryant died um, earlier this week, along with his daughter and seven other people. It was very very tragic, and you guys have heard a lot about it. So we're not going to talk about it a lot. Um, something that Michael thought would be a good idea, and I agreed, is we could maybe talk about like our favorite like Kobe moments. Um, did you have like a moment of like of Kobe that you particularly uh, stood out to you, or have a personal connection to at all? So I got like the first one that really showed me. Like I got a favorite moment, but the one that really showed me how much of a cold blooded killer, so to speak, that quote unquote that yeah, Mamba mentality, Kobe, Mamba yeah. mentality that Kobe Bryant was. Is, Whenever, uh, who was it that took the ball and tried Matt to Barnes, make Matt yeah. Barnes tried to make him flinch with the ball, and he got like a millimeter from his nose, and Kobe didn't even blink. That just showed me how fierce that man is. But my favorite moment has got to be his last game. Yeah, because the man had been playing two decades. 
20 years on the 20 same team. 20 years. 20 years of the same team, dude. That's not... And the man's got, what, two two finals MVPs. He's an, he's an MVP overall, and he's got five championships. Mm-hmm. That's a lot, man, in 20 years. And the thing is, it's hard to do in 20 years. I mean, Vince Carter's been playing over 20 years, and he hasn't gotten a ring yet. Yeah, that's which true. Is, which is sad. But anyway, Shaq challenged him. Shaq, a previous teammate of his... Challenged him to get 50 points in that game against the Utah Jazz as the final game as a Laker and of his career, and Kobe scored 60. Yeah, I remember 60 points. I was completely blown away because it. I wasn't sure if he had it in the tank yet, and when he did that, I was like, "This man isn't retiring because he's done. He's like he could play another three, four, five years if he wanted to, but he's just choosing to retire because he wants to do things that." He hasn't gotten to do because he's yeah. been in the NBA longer than he hasn't. So that just that that was mind blowing to me, and that just left a lasting impression on me. Um, mine's not that good, but my first NBA game I ever watched was uh, Cavs Lakers games with Kobe and LeBron, and that was oh. like a Sunday. Yeah, so I mean that was that was my first. I'd only seen one basketball game, a portion of it before, and um, that was just really cool to watch and. I, I'll, it's going to affect a lot of people's lives that you know, he's not around anymore, but he had a huge impact both on and off the court with this generation of basketball players. And uh, oh yeah, but hopefully, hopefully his family is is going to be able to. They're going to do better. And so anyway, oh, yeah, our our thoughts and prayers go out to them, man. That's yeah. just it's it's so sudden. It was so sudden. I I, I didn't think it was real. Whenever my my uh, friend Jackson when he called me, I was in Johnson City when it happened and. He Are you called, in Johnson City when everything happens? This weekend, I was in Johnson City for two days over this weekend. Oh, okay, okay. But it, it happened. A lot happened at the same time. But when he called me, I wasn't. I hadn't been paying attention to my phone the entire weekend, and he called me and said, "Dude, Kobe Bryant's dead." I I shot up. I was laying down. I shot up and in, into a standing position and could not believe yeah. what I was hearing. I was in complete shock. But anyway. Moving on, we want to talk about our. Do we want to take a song break or? Do yeah, we that's what to, I was thinking. Because like, that's break? kind of a downer. We can take a song break. Let's take and a song come break. Back. Let's take a song break and bring it on back with the biggest game, quite potentially of the year, the Super Bowl, not the big game, the Super Bowl, the Super Bowl coming up this that, Sunday. This is uh, a little song I uh, that I picked out that I liked is the artist is Trip with three P's at the end, and uh, this is a song can't do the time. Welcome back to Pack is Life on 88.1 WKNC. I'm Michael Hopkins alongside Benjamin Denton on the wonderful campus of NC State University. Dude. Talking about sports and more. That was a banger. You're not kidding, dude. That That's solo in the middle of it too, man. That's Can't Do the Time by Trip with three Ps. So T-R-I-P-P-P. So that was the artist. That's the song. I... Like I was telling Michael during the break, like I forgot like how much I like that song. I I'll listen to music during the week, and I see find new artists, and I will listen to their music, and then I'll just be like, oh, that that could that might be good to play on the show, and then I'll completely forget about it. I got one word for that response: playlist. <laughs> that's oh, yeah. all I got. Playlist. That's oh, that's true. We mind. have the. Uh... Oh yeah, that's right. You know, we have the playlist that um. So I add it to the playlist. It's Packers Life. 2018 through 2020 because it's every song we've played on the show uh-huh. for the last two years. That's a lot of music. But it's only one or two a show, so um, I, let me look. I'm on it right now. 66 songs on it. And then 
there's a playlist from before it from the first year that we did the show. So like the second year we did the show, I made a new playlist because mm-hmm. before I tried to do like alt rock and like I guess the artist I was picking it was it wasn't good music to be honest. I was just I don't know, I went through like a a rock phase. But uh yeah, <laughs> this playlist with bell bottoms the intro song is always at the top, and this playlist, 66 songs over the last two years. I guess we could tweet it out if anyone cares. I like that song you just played, though, because it was like it, it it was a big country vibe, but at the same time, it wasn't like mainstream oh, country, yeah. which I love because... It's got a little of that mountain music sound to it, a little bit. Oh, yeah. Knee slapper right there. And it's, it's really upbeat, the too. Boot it's stomper. A boot boot stomping, <laughs> boot scooting buggy. <laughs> I said that to somebody, and I was like, oh, I can't remember what it was. I, I think I made a pun uh, about bo- scooting boots or something like that. It was like boot scoot boogie. <gasps> yeah. Oh, okay. So it was. It's a song. Yeah. Yeah, I know it's a song. I I made the pun. They didn't know. So it was it was one of my friends that was they have their foot in a cast or in a boot. Oh god. And they were on they were on one of those things that you take one knee on. It's like a little scooter. Yeah, yeah. And they they had a sign and it was like scoot for life. And then I was like, so are you literally <laughs> are you literally like boot scooting? Because you got a boot and you're scooting. So you, <laughs> Your boot's scooting. And they didn't get it, Michael. Oh, they gosh. didn't get it. I was ashamed. They didn't get it. Anyways, Super Bowl 54 predictions. Oh, it's the big game. It's the big game. Ben's mocking me again, folks. No, I'm not mocking you. I'm mocking everyone that ever uses the term big game. <laughs> Reminding me of Jim Carrey just a little bit while you're doing that. Oh, thank but you. It, thank you. I love Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey's cool. All right, so Super Bowl predictions, What's your? who's your, who's your winner? We're just going to go right out there. Lay it out. Oh, this one's tough for me. Like, I've been thinking about this, no joke, for two days straight on who I think is going to win. And I cannot set, I can't put my finger on it, dude. If the Patriots were in, it would be a no-brainer, which that's usually the way it's been the past, like, ten years. The Patriots are in when it. when they're playing the Giants, man. And if they're playing the Giants, shout I'm just like, Eli Manning. shout out to Eli Manning. Hey, congrats to him on retiring and having a great career. I just got to throw that out there because he retired just a few days ago, man. Yeah. He had a great career. Every, yeah, no one was ready for him to go, dude. Everyone was like, no, come back, Eli. <laughs> Hashtag sarcasm. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I, I think the New Yorkers were kind of, they were like ready to move Danny on to Danny Dimes. Danny Dimes. Anyway, so yeah. who's winning? <clears throat> Honestly. Make a decision, Michael. I like the offense of Kansas City, and they, I, 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 I'll be honest with you, I've never seen an offense like them in my life. I watched them against Tennessee and I've watched them play a couple of other times this year, and their offense is, dude, I haven't seen anything like it since Chip Kelly was at Oregon. Yeah, that that, that it's it's that insane. I like that comparison. Um, the only difference is they're not lining up to the line of scrimmage every ten to fifteen seconds. But anyway, the defense for the Niners is stellar, and me being a Falcons fan, Kyle Shanahan, their head coach, was our offensive coordinator when we went to the Super Bowl just a few years ago. Mm-hmm. I low key blame him. For losing the Super Bowl because we should have ran the ball like crazy in the second half and we didn't. We passed it nearly every down, so I kind of blame him on that. But oh, I'm so proud of myself. But anyway, defense wins championships. Oh no. I am probably gonna lean to the Niners on this one for the simple fact that they've got a stellar defense. And although Kansas City's defense has been really hot lately, they're they're a bit suspect and I need to point something kind else out. Kind of sus. Out. Kind of sus. A little bit suspect, but I don't know why Jimmy G gets so much hate because, okay, he First may not all, be he may not be Aaron Rodgers, but let's be real. The Niners are not as good without him. They're nowhere near as good without him. Okay. 
But I'm going I with the Niners. I think if you end up being that good looking, you are going to get hate, and you deserve it. You really do because if you have your if you're that athletic, that much money, and you look like that, my hate is not going to hurt you, and it'll just make me feel a little bit better about myself. I don't actually hate Jimmy G. I'm I'm, I'm very envious. I like of him. I like Jimmy G. I've been a, I, I like Jimmy G. Let's I'm I'm going Jimmy Niners. Yeah. I I'll I'll have it on the record. If the ship sails, it sails. If it sinks, I'll go down with it. But Niners. All right. Well, I'm going to go with the Chiefs. I don't. Uh, in previous years, I was much more into the analytics and looking into why I pick what team and all oh, the where their defense is ranking. Oh, this team plays mostly zone and they, they do really well against. But I I don't have time for that anymore. I'm just gonna go with my gut. Yeah. And my gut says Patrick Mahomes. This is the year he does it. I am kind of sad that Andy Reid will win <clears> the Super Bowl. Be, not that I hate Andy Reid, but I think the fact that he hasn't won one is hilarious, and I don't really know why. So I will be a little bit sad if he if he wins. But I just think. That Patrick Mahomes is proven that he's a generational quarterback, and I think that those kinds of guys get a lot of Super Bowl wins. Those kinds, those kinds of guys do, and not Patrick, necessarily a lot because Tom Brady is the only one that has a lot. Because Aaron Rodgers only has one ring, Drew Brees has one ring, and I think this is Patrick Mahomes' one ring. And most of the time, the team with the better quarterback wins. The exception is when Eli Manning beat Tom Brady, and I just, I think Jimmy G is good. But I think Patrick Mahomes is great. Oh, in my mind, Patrick Mahomes is the better quarterback. The um, I think the biggest like I I'll just I'm not rooting for either one. I don't care who I wins want the this Chiefs game. To win. I just I don't care who wins it because I'll be happy for either one. Honestly, I'd love to see Patrick Mahomes get a Super Bowl because I think he's an athlete well deserving of it already. Yeah, he's got to represent us ugly guys. <laughs> okay. <He's, laughs> I'm just kidding. He's a are you fine, making he, fun, are you no, making no, fun no. of his voice? <laughs> no, yeah, a little bit, but um, I'm not really much one to talk as we're if we're talking about voice, but uh, <laughs> yeah, little Andy Reid kind of poked fun at him once, saying it sounds a little froggish. Oh, Andy Reid quotes are great. You Andy Reid, you see some of the stuff he said this week. <laughs> I think he was talking about he had a food related quote. I can't remember what it was to save my life, but he said something about food. I don't remember what it was now. Honestly, if you'd if you'd ask me something, it would I would honest, honestly think that Ed Ogeron and Pat Mahomes are like distant relatives based upon voice or something. Dude, like I cannot listen to um, Ed talk without laughing. Go Tigers! Not that's not that he sounded funny. He just sounded like a football coach. So much like a football coach, it was funny to me. I like Coach O. I mean, I'm not an oh, no, LSU I like fan. Him. I like he's a he reminds me of Jimmy V just a little bit because of how much of a motivator he is. I love how he gets his team motivated. It's so cool. I okay. love I love guys that can do that. I know the Jimmy he V comparison. He used a food. A okay, I'm looking it up. Um, you got it. Yes. Awesome. Andy Reid describing his nine grandchildren. That's what it was. They keep you young at the same time, make you feel old. It's kind of like sweet and sour pork. What? Shout out to Andy Reid for describing his grandkids as pork. I mean, that's great. I really like it. Also, really note about us as um, most, I think this might be the first or second time that I've remembered that there is someone coming in here after us. And yeah. while you were talking, I was very proud because I was like, you know what? While Mike was talking, I'm going to look up the schedule and I'm going to look in who's who's coming after us. Yeah. So that way, when we go off, we're going to do like what, nice DJs do and be like, hey guys, stay tuned for the next people. So we're going to do that. Exactly. Let's do that, man. So the uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, we really, really appreciate you and your support. Uh, next is a deep, wait, nope, I had it. It's DJ Traffic and Queen B. 
for the sweet and sour hour. Oh my god! Let's go! That's oh, dude what a coincidence. Dude, that had to have been planned. There's no, it was not. I'm, no, it was I'm dead serious. What? We're so good. The sweet and sour hour with um with the two GJs. I forgot already, but uh bye y'all.